0: we're seeing god just do incredible things through evangelism through discipleship and we say multiplication because then the church begins to grow unreached people groups are contacted with the gospel children learn how to share the good news with others
1: welcome to the jesus calling podcast Since 1993, Operation Christmas Child, the world's largest Christmas project of its kind, has collected and delivered more than 188 million shoebox gifts to children. Their goal for 2021 is to collect enough shoebox gifts to reach another 9.7 million children. They have nearly 575,000 volunteers worldwide who are involved in collecting, shipping, and distributing shoebox gifts. On this week's special episode, we'll hear from three people with amazing connections to Operation Christmas Child who share personal stories of how God's love was demonstrated to them in a tangible way through a simple gift presented in a colorful shoebox. For many children, this shoebox is the first gift they've ever received. First up, we'll hear from Bill Pfister, who's the Senior Regional Director of Operation Christmas Child, also known as OCC. For the Americas and the Caribbean. Bill gives us some insight into the mission and inspiration behind the organization and how they're reaching children from all over the globe to show them God's love.
0: My name is Bill Pfister and I work with Samaritan's Purse Operation Christmas Child as a Senior Regional Director for the Americas and the Caribbean. Uh, I'm married with three children, three grandchildren, am a pastor, a missionary, uh, and have spent a lot of time in Latin America and the Caribbean, uh, seeing the gospel shared, disciples made, and coming alongside the local church. My heart's desire is to see people come to know Jesus as their Lord and Savior, to live for Him, to make Him known, and so my desire is to see as many people as possible come to know Christ. and grow in him. And and that's exactly what we're able to do by God's grace through Samaritan's Purse and Operation Christmas Child. Operation Christmas Child uh, is a mission of Samaritan's Purse. And what we want to do is to provide God's love, to demonstrate God's love in a tangible way to needy children around the world and coming alongside the local church worldwide to share the good news of Jesus Christ. And it really is such an unusual ministry that I believe was born in the heart of God to connect churches in what we call sending countries with churches in receiving countries. And it all starts with a shoebox When friends or family members or local church come together and pack gift boxes, and then send them overseas where a child is able to hear about the good news of Jesus in a local church. They are taught that Jesus is the greatest gift they can ever receive. And then as, again, a tangible expression of God's love. We give these shoebox gifts to the children as we explain to them that Christ is the greatest gift. So children all over the world, about 11 million a year and around 120 different countries have an opportunity to participate in this ministry. About 80,000 local churches around the world in these 120 countries participate with us every single year. And so our goal is to see as many children and their families impacted by the good news of the gospel and to see the local church grow as a result of this. And so we talk a lot about evangelism, discipleship, and multiplication as churches grow, as children learn to share their faith with family and friends, and as the local churches grow. Anyone can pack a shoebox gift and we have people in many different countries that pack shoebox gifts. So the United States, Canada, the United Kingdom, Australia, Germany, Spain, South Korea, Finland. And so anybody can pack a shoebox gift and participate in this ministry. And so you can put school supplies, toys, hygiene items, I've seen so many children pull stuffed animals and dolls out of their box, and they're just so thrilled because many of these children have never received a gift in their entire lives. Soccer balls and pumps for them also make great gifts. We've even seen some of the most unusual things come in a shoebox, but you could tell that God designed that gift for that particular child I've seen ski gloves winter snow skiing gloves delivered to children in Africa and you might think well that's really not going to be helpful at all but the particular child that received the gloves said it was the perfect gift for him because his job was to help move the food in a cooking pot off of the fire to the table where it was served and these gloves would Prevent his arms from being burned. And uh, I remember hearing about a child in Colombia, in South America, that interestingly was hearing impaired and found hearing aids in his shoebox. Uh, now, The thing that we wonder about is, well, did they fall out of somebody's ears and into the box by accident, or did somebody purposely put them there? But what I know is that in God's plan, they arrive to just the right person at just the right time. So anybody can pack a shoebox and school supplies, toys, hygiene items are, are so appreciated. And so, again, we're seeing God just do incredible things through evangelism, through discipleship, And we say multiplication because then the church begins to grow. Unreached people groups are contacted with the gospel. Children learn how to share the good news with others. Uh, That's a little bit about the scope of Operation Christmas Child.
1: Stay tuned to Vladimir Proknevsky, an Operation Christmas Child shoebox recipient who grew up in Kiev, Ukraine, right after this brief message. Motherhood. It's a journey like no other, teeming with love, unparalleled dedication, and moments that pierce the very essence of your soul. It's a trek that demands to be celebrated, lauded, and embraced in its entirety. Celebrate the moms in your life this Mother's Day with two beautiful gift books, Jesus Calling for Moms by Sarah Young and Grace for the Moment for Moms by Max Licato. These heartfelt devotionals will remind the moms in your life just how special they are. Jesus Calling for Moms and Grace for the Moment for Moms are available now, where all books are sold.
2: During times of transition and unknown next steps, it's more important than ever to cling to the promises of God and to tune your ear to what Jesus has to say. Jesus Calling for Graduates is an encouraging compilation of 150 devotions from Sarah Young's brand. Grads will find topics such as discerning God's will, self-worth, trust, support, and much more. Jesus Calling for Graduates is perfect for both high school and college graduates as they embark on the next chapter. Look for our special custom edition of Jesus Calling for Graduates, available exclusively at faithgateway.com.
1: Many of us want to develop a deeper prayer life, In this new 365-day devotional, Jesus Listens, Sarah Young offers daily prayers based on scripture that will help you experience how intentional prayer can connect you to God and change your heart. Learn more about Jesus Listens and download a free sample at JesusCalling.com slash JesusListens. Next, we'll hear from Vladimir Puknevsky, a shoebox recipient who grew up in Kiev, Ukraine, in an impoverished family of 11. Vladimir remembers one harsh winter when he and his siblings underwent extensive travel to get to an Operation Christmas Child Distribution Center, and how that gift impacted his life.
3: My name is Vladimir Viktorovich Praknevsky. It's a huge, huge name. I am a shoebox recipient from Samaritan's Purse Operation Christmas Child. I received a beautiful and colorful shoebox from Samaritan's Purse Operation Christmas Child when I was only nine years old. And let me tell you what a blessing that was, not only for myself, but also for the whole family. And for me, it was extra special because it was my first Christmas gift ever. But most importantly, the gospel came with it. So I come from a family of nine children. My father was an underground pastor in Kiev, Ukraine. My father risked his life preaching the gospel on the streets of Kiev at a time when it wasn't popular or allowed. And because my father was a believer living in a communist country, he was hindered from advancing our society. So my father had to settle for low-paying jobs. And every time he was captured and ridden up, it greatly affected his pay even more. So it got to the point to where we had to take turns to go outside to play because we didn't have enough shoes for everybody in the family. So I would take my shoes, I'd put them on and go outside, play with my friends, come back, take the shoes off and give it to the next person in line. But sharing shoes is not the only thing we had to share. We also had to share our toothbrushes. So I would take my toothbrush, I'd brush my teeth and then when I'm finished, I'd give it to my mom and my mom, she would wash it with hot water and soap and then she would give it to the next person in line. And we didn't have access to a lot toys, especially new toys. But it didn't stop us from making our own toys we made yo-yos out of coca-cola caps and uh, we played w- with our shoes pretending there were cars some days there were airplanes boats we pretty much used our imagination and as for food we pretty much grew up on rice and potatoes which i often jokingly say that we were vegetarians before it was even cool or popular and we grew up in a tiny three-bedroom apartment with barely any heating cooling We didn't have a washer and a dryer, so my mom, she had to do all the laundry by hand. And because of the amount of laundry that my mom had to do, her skin would often crack and bleed. And then mom, she would stay up and she would make socks and underwear for us out of old clothes or donated material. So we grew up in lack, we didn't have much. Uh, Birthdays pretty much didn't exist and Christmas celebrations. So we, we didn't really have gifts. In fact, the shoebox was my first Christmas gift ever. We received the news that we, we were invited to come to a Christmas celebration in the middle of a cold Ukrainian winter. And we had to hop on a bus and then on a tram just to get to this place. And we were lightly dressed and we were cold, but it didn't matter because we were so excited to get to this place. And when we pulled up to this place, I was walking in with a girl that I recognized from my class. And I was very surprised to see this girl there because I knew that this girl was not a Christian. And for some reason, I assumed that this event was only for Christians. But to my surprise, this place was filled with people from all walks of life. And when we walked into this place, it's like we transitioned from this black and white Ukrainian winter to a colorful room of joy and laughter. There was so much happy music, beautiful, welcoming smiles. But most importantly, they presented the gospel to us in so many different and unique ways through singing, dancing, cartoons, movies, animations, flannel boards. It's like the gospel came alive. And then at the very, very end, they brought out these beautiful and colorful shoeboxes. And when I opened my shoebox, it's like everything that I imagined playing with as a child, it's like it manifests in real life. Because growing up, I had to to make my own yo-yos out of Coca-Cola caps. And now I had my own yo-yo. And my yo-yo was so beautiful, so colorful. I had to share a toothbrush, but now I had my own toothbrush. And my toothbrush was like... It was like a rock star toothbrush. It had so much color, so much personality to it. The way it was designed, it was so pretty. No one in my city had anything similar to that. And I also had uh, these hot, hot Wheel cars I didn't have to play with my shoes, pretending there were cars anymore. And uh, everyone always wants to know like, what's that one thing that you enjoyed out of your shoe box? And for a lot of people, it's different things. My favorite most memorable item was dental floss. And the reason why it was so memorable for me is because I, I looked at it thinking it was candy. And I remember thinking that's some crazy candy you guys have in America. I, it got a lot of it together in a ball, like a mint popped into my mouth and the whole mouth was so numb from that, from that mint. And there was a gentleman who was observing me from the distance. I could tell he was concerned. So he came over and he tried to explain to me in his broken Russian that this is not candy. And he tried to explain to me, this is for brushing your teeth. At least that's what, what I got out of it. And I remember thinking, wow, like how is this effective? A toothbrush is very effective, clearly but how is this fancy string supposed to brush your teeth? And it wasn't until many years later when we finally moved to the United States and we were at our first dentist appointment. And that's when I found out what dental floss was really for. So let's just say it felt pretty silly, but you know, over the years, you forget little details about the the shoebox here and there, but you never forget how it makes you feel. And on that day, I felt loved. I was able to forget about all my struggles as a child, live in, 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 in a persecuted country and we we're just were able to be kids and I, and I always say that God is love when you show love to people you show God to people when people experience love they experience God and once you experience that God's unconditional love you will not walk away unchanged and in our culture we need that kind of love because in our culture when somebody gives you a gift they always expect something in return it's always conditional it's always transactional but I was given a gift with no strings attached unconditionally and I guess the only thing that had strings attached was a dental floss, but it was a beautiful gift. And you never forget that love that, you know, when people pack the shoeboxes, they pack them with so much love. And on the receiving end, you feel that same love that people pack them with. I have two boys. I have a five-year-old and and an eight-year-old, Ashton and Elliot. And uh, we pack shoeboxes every single year. It's a family tradition now. It's a great example for my kids because I demonstrate to them what generosity looks like. We go shopping for the, for, for these kids. We collect, I always try to pack everything that I always wanted to get at age nine. And so we go together, we shop and I teach kids through packing boxes what generosity looks like. Because I remember the first time we, we packed shoe boxes, the kids were like, well, can we keep this or can we have this? And I had to teach them that, no, this is for somebody else because somebody else doesn't, you know, and I tell my story that I didn't have those kinds of things. It was nice to get something so nice and brand new. And I explained to them the same thing and they understand. And through through, um, repetition, through packing the shoeboxes every single year, they get excited about it. And that's what I want. I want my kids to grow up and be generous because generosity moves people's hearts. Generosity is, is what unites people, what brings people together. And I want them to grow up to be generous people and packing and boxes helps them become generous. And I love that.
1: To wrap up our episode, Elvina Arventi, who also grew up in the Ukraine, will share how Operation Christmas Child impacted her life as a little girl. And now she's volunteering with them in hopes of paying that kindness forward to others.
2: My name is Alvina Arventi. I currently live in California. I was born and grew up in a post-Soviet Union country of Ukraine. It was a very different experience than we have here in the United States. My family was big. I have six siblings and my parents. My parents tried really hard to provide for us, but a lot of times they couldn't. So. My dad was working on the railroad and instead of getting a paycheck at the end of the month or like pay period, they would give him a voucher and he could use this voucher only in one store in town that belonged to the railroad. So you can imagine all the workers getting paid on the same day and going to the same store, trying to get something. And my parents, they were standing in the line like all day long, trying to get into the store and by the time you get in there, a lot of times all the shelves were empty and he had to bring home whatever was left on the shelf. Sometimes he would come back home and bring you know, some household items, but at home, hungry kids were waiting for food. The main source of food for us was our own fields that where we were growing up, our vegetables and fruits, and that's what we ate. The Christmas, it was always special. We waited for Christmas for a long time, and sometimes we were just counting days till Christmas starting in July. And uh, we love Christmas. My parents tried their best to make it special for us. We also attended local church, and at church they were giving us little gifts. Usually it was some candy and apple, orange, and a few walnuts in the hard shell because they're trying to prepare it ahead of time. Sometimes those fruits that we had they were already getting spoiled but we still ate it because that was pretty much the only fruit you eat in the whole winter. So we really love Christmas and we always look forward to have this experience and we didn't have a wish list. We didn't have lots of gifts, but that one special gift that we received was very special for us. A lot of children, you probably heard stories from Operation Christmas Child, children who received shoeboxes, they were either orphans or that was the first time they heard about Operation Christmas Child, maybe, you know, something They never heard about Jesus. They never heard about prayer. But my story was different because I grew up in a Christian family. My parents, from since I remember myself, they were taking us to to church. And even though it was persecuted church and sometimes, you know, we were meeting somewhere else, not in the building, I don't have a lot of memories from that time because I was very young, but... I always knew about God and I knew about prayer. But one time it was a story I never forget. We didn't have any real toys. Like I didn't have a doll that would belong to me and I really wanted it. I've seen it before. I was begging my mom to buy me a doll, but my mom could not afford it. And she said, like, if you really want something, you need to pray about it. If you want that doll, you have to ask God for it. So I started praying. I never really knew how to do it on my own, and I never tried it before. Well, in winter 1995, it was very cold. We were staying at home. We didn't even have school. It was canceled due to weather conditions. So all of our children were playing inside the house, and we heard somebody knocking at the door. We didn't have many visitors, so all of us children ran to the front door, and we had Very special visitors. It was missionaries who were going from door to door looking for children. When they came to our house, it was seven of us. So they came and they brought beautiful colorful boxes when I heard that this is for us and this is for me I didn't need to hear anything else so I just grabbed one box and I remember holding that box and just thinking this is something for me that was something that I got and it was very unexpected it was a surprise but I remember the feeling of running to my room holding the shoe box. I didn't even listen to the message what they were trying to tell me i didn't listen to what my parents were trying stopping me i just ran to my room and i opened the box and i put it upside down and i started going through my items and looking what's inside when i was so busy doing that my mom opened a box for my little brother he was only two and someone put a little doll in the boys box and of course i got it for me it was such a miracle and for the first time, I realized that God is real and He can answer even prayers of a little girl. And that this was the first time that I remembered that I prayed and He answered. And it was very clear to me as a girl. So from that day forward, I started praying on my own and I started telling Him, like, God, do you remember that box? Do you remember that shoe box? You Answered my prayer, and I know you can hear me, and I know that you can do so much more in my life. And he sure did. I was very grateful for people who packed the shoebox, and just the smell of it and lots of color made a big difference in my life. And I really had this inspiration, and I wanted to give back and help this organization as much as I could and pack a shoebox to send to a child because I know how it feels to receive it and how much it means to children. I started volunteering with Fresno area team. I've done it for several years, but we are packing shoeboxes as a family and my children are learning how important it is to me personally and I want them to learn how to give back because here in this country, they have so much that they need to learn how not to take it for granted. And also, I want them to learn the mission of uh, Operation Christmas Child organization because I want them to learn that they are here in the United States, they have enough, but they can be a missionary here from the comfort of our home. They can send a message. They can pray for those children. They can pray for shoeboxes. I uh, volunteer with National Speakers Bureau team, so I help to spread the world and share my story. That's what I do for Operation Christmas Child. I have learned how to trust God But sometimes when you look around and the life and this world and this, you know, past two years when there's so much craziness going on in this world, it's easy to lose focus on what is really important and focus on Jesus and trusting him. But it's great that we have Jesus and we can pray for him and he takes all our fears and our difficulties away. And we have this faith in him. Just to have Him is important. Someone we can talk to, someone we can pray to. I think that gives a lot of strength in our life and keeps us going no matter what.
1: Vladimir, Bill, and Alvina will each read a section from Jesus Listens, December 25th.
3: Precious Lord Jesus, when an angel announced your birth to shepherds living out in the fields near Bethlehem, he told them, do not be afraid. I'll bring you good tidings of great joy. This command to not be afraid is repeated frequently throughout the Bible. Thank you for providing this tender, merciful directive.
0: You know how prone to fear I am, yet you do not condemn me for it. However, I do want to break free from my inclination to be fearful. I've discovered that joy is a powerful antidote to fear, and the greater the joy, the more effective an antidote it is. The angel's announcement to the shepherds was one of great joy. Help me never to lose sight of what amazingly good news the gospel is. The moment I trusted you as my Savior, you forgave all my sins, past, present, and future. This glorious gift of grace ensures that my ultimate destination is heaven.
2: Moreover, you gave me yourself, the greatest treasure of all. You lavished your love on me and promised me your presence forever. As I ponder the angels' wondrous proclamation to the shepherds, I rejoice in you, my beloved Savior. In your magnificent name, amen. To learn
1: more about Operation Christmas Child, please visit SamaritansPurse.org. National Collection Week is November 15th through the 22nd. If you're interested in packing boxes, you can visit samaritanspurse.org OCC to find out guidelines, learn how to pack a shoebox, and view gift suggestions. If you'd like to hear more stories about giving, check out our interview with the Green family. Next time on the Jesus Calling podcast we hear from Pastor Levi Lusco who shares some of the best ways to pray for yourself and with your spouse and children. Prayer can be just being silent, be still and know that I'm God. That's prayer too. You know, my wife and I have been married for for over 17 years. And we're not always talking. You take a road trip, there's talking, and then it kind of starts and stops, but we're still together and there's still a lot communicated in the silence. And so I don't think you have to fill every second and fill all the air. It's listening, it's speaking, it's just being together. I think that God wants you to be liberated in your prayer life and not feel like you're a prisoner in it. Want to hear more inspirational stories of people who have been changed by a closer walk with God? Then subscribe today to the Jesus Calling Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And please be sure to leave a review, which helps us reach and inspire others with these stories. Plus, if you like seeing our guests as well as hearing them, you can find video interviews available on our YouTube channel at youtube.com, Jesus Calling Book, on Facebook, and on the Jesus Calling Instagram page.